Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel podcast. Often say in this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His vessel. I want to help prepare you today for the storm that is coming to America, not to alarm you, but from my heart so that we are prepared and that we can endure the storm. And what I want to prepare you for is to find the safe place, to get in that safe place and weather the storm. I want to share with you a story that I heard some years ago about some hikers that actually had hiked up Mount Hood in Oregon and how they had survived that storm. I heard this on a television interview and at the time that these hikers were telling the story they were grown men then it was probably 30 years past the time they had experienced this snowstorm they had found themselves caught in and so they were talking on this television interview about how they had weathered the storm and how they had survived this terrible deadly deadly encounter And the TV interviewer asked them just to to share. You were caught in this extreme snowstorm. I mean, the conditions were terrible. There was, looked like there was no humanly way possible to survive such a storm. In fact, once they were trapped, rescuers had searched for these hikers. At that time, one was 17 and one was 18 years old. And when they had searched for them, the search had gone on for 13 days. And then finally, the rescue people said, we got to call off this search. There's no way, no humanly possible way that these hikers would be found alive. And so they just couldn't continue to put their resources into what they knew was a hopeless adventure. But one of the fathers of the teenage boy at that time convinced the rescue units to continue the search. He felt deep down inside of him that the boys were going to be found alive in a snow cave. He knew that, and he felt like that if they would just continue to pursue it, they would be found. Well, out of the persistence of the father, they did. They continued the search, and on day 17, they found the boys in a snow cave. And to everyone's surprise, there were very little harm to either of the boys. They had just a small harm from frostbite. Other than that, they were fine. It was absolutely a miracle. And this was the message that went out. It was a miracle that these two boys survived 17 days in this snow cave. And so the interviewer asked the men at that time during the interview, said, how in the world did you stay alive During these 17 days, during this storm, how did you stay alive? And without any hesitation, as I watched this interview, I mean, the man who was the boy at that time instantly responded right out of his mouth. He said, well, look, I'm a Christian and I would always take my Bible with me. And on this trip, I had my Bible and I knew that Jesus Christ, my Savior, was with me, he said. And when we were in that snow cave, he said we would read the Bible. 
And in that Bible, he said, we would read accounts of David because we remembered that David many times in his journey be caught up in a cave. And we remember that. And he said, we would turn to the book of Psalms and read those accounts of David. And that when David was in the cave, what he did, he always cried out to God. And he said, what we did, we read the Bible and we cried out to God. And they believed. They believed the word, what they were reading. And he said, God delivered us. God found us in the cave and delivered us out of it like he did David when David cried out to him. And you know what? That spoke volumes to me about the power of the spoken word, that when you're in a storm, we better have the word. We better have the word. We better, yes, be prepared physically. And you can turn to the internet and find all kinds of ways to be prepared physically. But I want to speak spiritually. Are you prepared for the storm? Like these two hikers, they were prepared for the storm and they didn't even know they were going to get caught up in the storm, but they were prepared. Why? They had the word. They had their Bible. They believed the Bible and they spoke out the Bible. You know what I believe is they were in that cave and they were reading the word out loud and crying out to God, speak in the word out loud. Do you know what? That word came alive for them. You see, when they had no light in that cave, the spoken word was their lantern. It was their light. When they were cold and they were freezing and they needed warmth to their body, you know what? That spoken word was like a blanket over their body to warm them. When they needed to roll up into some cover and try to find some sleep, I believe it became like their sleeping bag. When they were hungry and they needed food during those 17 days, that spoken word was nourishment to them. That's what the word says. And when they needed water, that spoken word satisfied their thirst. It met their need for water. It was living water to them. And then when they needed some rest, They were tired, and I'm sure they were weary. That spoken word was the rest to their soul and their body. This is what the word does for us. And so in getting ready for the storm that's coming, I want to help you be prepared. You say, well, why is a storm coming? Well, I will tell you, there's a storm coming to America. Because you see, we have rejected God. We have taken God's law, God's righteousness, and we've replaced it with laws that are an abomination to God. Our lifestyle, so many of our lifestyles that we call normal and acceptable and okay in America, they're an abomination to God. You can just turn on the television and see what is accepted and selling to know that many of the lifestyles, they're an abomination. They're in direct conflict to the Word of God. So we've rejected God. We've accepted everything at all cost. We've not remembered God. We don't honor the Sabbath. We don't honor God in the public arena. You know, recently when our United States Congress swore in the new congressman on a Sunday, what an abomination. And then the person that led them in prayer, praying to foreign gods, and ending the prayer with a men and a women. What an abomination. We've not remembered God.
And we haven't returned to God yet. We really haven't. You know, here in the Bible Belt, in the South, we appear to be religious. But have we turned ourselves over to false idols? God is so ready for us to return to Him. And if we don't do it on our own by the conviction of the Word of God, not going in the ways of the world and turn back to the Word, God Himself will do it. He will bring about a storm to get our attention, to turn us back where we once again remember God. We no longer reject Him, but we accept His laws and we return to God with our whole heart. Why? Because God must protect His name. It's who God is. He can't be anything but a judge. He can't be anything but righteous. He can't be anything but the creator of this universe who must come to bring us back into alignment with His Word. Why? Because God will not be mocked. He will not be mocked by His creation. We can't turn our back on God much longer and expect to go on living the way we have lived in such safety and prosperity in America, and yet getting farther and farther away from the hand of God. I mean, Galatians 6 says, do not be deceived, America. I'm adding America. Don't be deceived, people. Don't be deceived, Christians. God is not mocked. He's not going to allow himself to be ridiculed. He's not going to be treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts, his word, his principles to be scornfully set aside just for the selfish, fleshly satisfaction of mere men. He's not going to do that. Because see, whatever we sow, we're going to reap. And during this time, I believe God's been trying to get our attention to turn us back to him. He's been so merciful he truly has. Why? He's a merciful God. But only for so long. And then God has to come and judge. Oh, he's not going to judge like the worldly judges are judging. Taking bribes. Judging out of the fear of man. Out of intimidation. Out of selfishness. He doesn't judge like that. That's not his character. And he warned judges of this world. Don't judge like that. He's not going to judge like that. When he comes, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be right. And he's going to judge. Why? To make things right. To bring what's cattywampus back into an alignment. With what? Him. What he created us to be. I want to look at Psalm 94 because it's so perfect right here for us to understand and see the ways of God. Why? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And God will come with a vengeance. He will come. You know, the question is, when? It's going to happen unless we turn back to God. And I don't see that. I mean, so many things that God has done to get our attention and we haven't turned back. I mean, 9-11 and we didn't turn back. It didn't wake us up. I mean, we keep instituting these laws, same-sex marriage laws. That didn't turn us back. I can remember the morning when that U.S. Supreme Court case came down. I was so grieved in my heart. I just felt like somehow God was going to not allow that to be the law of the land. But he did through nine justices that ruled. Not all of them ruled for it, but a majority did that it became the law of the land. And I can remember when I read that decree. I laid 
in my living room floor for over an hour. I could not move. I was so stripped. I was so grieved. I was so overcome with the unrighteousness, the abomination that our nation had just done. I couldn't understand it. I could hardly get my breath at times. And I can only imagine what Father God was thinking. But you see, you can only continue like that for so long. A nation that was in covenant with God and created and founded so that we would carry forth the gospel of Jesus Christ and people would come to God and get life, get eternal life. And we have turned from that. Oh, God's going to bring a storm. He's going to correct us. Because you see, all these things that we keep doing in the face of God, God is going to say, I have to judge. I, I want to go through Psalm 94 just to be reminded. This will remind us of who God is and what he must do because he is God and it's his character. He can't do anything less. But also give us hope even in this storm. Psalm 94 says, Oh Lord, the God of vengeance. Verse 2, he says, Arise, O God of the earth. Give arrogant people what they deserve. How long, O oh Lord, will the wicked people triumph? How long? Maybe you've been where I've been. I see the wicked continue to prosper, continue to gain rule, authority, continue to rise above the righteous people and rule. And I say, how long, God, will they allow to continue doing this? How long? before the wrong will be made right. How long, oh God? And that's what this psalmist was saying. In verse 5, they crush your people, O oh Lord. They make those who belong to you suffer. Hey, there's some suffering now, but not what it may be down the road unless we return back to God. Verse 7, they say the Lord doesn't see it. The God of Jacob doesn't even pay attention to it. Do you not see where our leaders today kind of have this arrogant attitude. God doesn't even see what I do. They think they are higher and better than God, that God's not going to judge them, that they are the ones in rule and they can do as they please. This is their attitude. And yet we sit here, the righteous, wondering, God, how long before you must come with the vengeance and, and rule over these arrogant people that continue to take us down the desolate path? How long, O oh God? In verse 10, he disciplines the nations. Do you not think he can't punish? God can punish. Verse 11, the Lord knows that his people's thoughts are pointless. O oh Lord, blessed is the person whom you discipline and instruct from your teachings. What is God going to do? He brings a storm to discipline us. Why? To get us back to correct this is what we do as parents. When our children rebel against our authority, what do we do? We must go out there and discipline what bring them back. We do it because we love them. We want them to do right. We want to help guide their path. We're preparing them for adulthood. So we discipline them. This is what God must do. He must discipline us when we're in rebellion to bring us back. And sometimes it can be mere words instructing us. And I believe God's done that over and over and over again. But sometimes it's punishment to get us back to obey God as we do our children to obey us. But also 
in such a way, if it requires punishment, to remember, don't do this again. Don't go off out there and rebel again. Verse 13, you give him peace and quiet from times of trouble, while a pit is dug to trap wicked people. The Lord will never desert his people or abandon those who belong to him. Look, here's our hope. We need to stay in position in the safe place in righteousness that when God does bring the storm, we're going to be safe. God's going to take care of his people. Why? Well, he disciplines the rebellious to get us back to him, to remember him. 15, the decisions of judges will again become fair and everyone whose motives are decent will pursue justice. In other words, going to have the right motive. Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Don't you feel that way sometimes right now? Who will stand by my side against troublemakers? If the Lord had not come to help me, my soul would have quickly fallen silent. God is coming to help us, people. He's coming to help the righteous. But I believe it's through a storm. It's through a storm. and We got to be sure we're in a safe place. Verse 18. When I said my feet are slipping, your mercy, O Lord, continues to hold me up. You got to see God's mercy in all of this. When I worried about many things, your assuming words soothed my soul. Remember what the word of God did for these hikers? Remember how that word preserved them, kept them safe, kept them alive during the storm until they were rescued? Verse 20. Are wicked rulers who use the law to do unlawful things able to be your partners? They join forces to take the lives of righteous people. They condemn innocent people to death. But listen to this. The Lord has become my stronghold. My God has become my rock of refuge. See, in this, preparing for the storm, make sure God is your stronghold. What is that? You hang on to God. You hang on to God. You hang on to the promises of God. You hang on to the word of God, knowing that God is merciful, knowing that God, if he brings a storm to discipline, he is doing it out of love. He has turned their own wickedness against them. He will destroy them because of their sins. The Lord, our God, will destroy them. See, God will now allow wickedness to rule forever. He gives even the wicked an opportunity to come back to him. But at some point, God will intervene. So when the storm comes, it's meant for our good. It's meant to correct what is wrong and to realign us with the heart of God. And in this storm, there'll be judgment. There'll be judgment. Why? And what is judgment? I believe we're in it and and it may enlarge. Why? Because judgment is nothing than God himself on his throne being the judge, and he is judging what is wrong to correct it, to make it right, to restore righteousness. And I tell you, it will be exactly what we need, nothing more and nothing less. God will not go outside of his boundaries of love. Why? Because he can't. That's who he is. And God will do exactly what we need so that we once again accept God. We no longer reject God, reject his word. We accept him, that he is the most high God and that we remember God. We remember what he has done for us. We remember who he is and we cling to him and he'll do exactly what we need so that we will be revived in his way. 
See, I believe a great revival is coming. In the midst of this storm, that is, that is my hope God is reviving. He's coming, blowing the breath of the living God to move through this nation, to revive the hearts of his people. And I believe that revival will snuff out the wickedness. So in this storm, let me tell you where your safe place is. Just like these two hikers, they had a safe place. In that snow cave, they were in a safe place. Why? Because they had the word. They had their Bible. They might not have had a blanket. They might not have had a light. They may not have had food or water, but they had exactly what they need. They were in a safe place because they had their Bible. And I want to tell you, you've got to prepare for the storm by making sure you have a safe place. And it starts with a pure heart, making sure there is no unresolved anger or bitterness or hatred in your life, no unforgiveness in your life. Start today allowing God to shine that flashlight over your heart because you want to be prepared for the storm. You don't want to be caught in the snow cave unprepared. So prepare right now. Get a pure heart. And then you're going to want to make sure that you know truth and you hang on to truth. What you want to do is you want to come face to face with God. You want to take your word, the Bible, every day and get in that word. And prepare and know that word so you know where to turn to in that word. And then you're going to simply walk out what God is showing you. You're going to walk in love. And I will tell you, love is what silences the enemy. It will silence the enemy. And so God is right now giving us an opportunity to get our safe place prepared spiritually. Now, like I said, you may be preparing physically for what storm is coming. And I hope that you are. But do not forsake the spiritual preparation like these hikers. They were prepared. And no doubt it sustained them. Because you see, God is about to judge. When he comes with the storm, it's judgment. It's because he's ready to judge. He's ready to correct what is wrong. I'm reminded of Isaiah 26, verse 20. It says, Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide for a little while until the Lord's wrath is passed. What is that? Until God's anger is passed. Out of God's anger, love, he has to go and correct all the things that we have slung in his face, shook our fist into the face of God and said, oh, you don't see me. You'll never judge us. I can, I'm my own boss. I can do what I want to do. But no, God is coming with his wrath. So we need to get in a safe place just as the prophet Isaiah said, get in the safe place, get in the chamber, shut the door, hide there for a little while, but make sure you have exactly what you need once you get in that safe place and shut the door. What is that? The word, the word in your heart, because it'll be what you need. In verse 21, it says, listen carefully. The Lord is about to come out of his heavenly place. I believe he's about to come out of his heavenly place. I believe God is tired of it. And he's going to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their wickedness. What is that? For their sin. The sin that we continue on and call it right. He's going to punish them for their injustice. Injustice in the land. And those that think God doesn't see it. And their wrongdoing. The earth will reveal the innocent blood shed upon her. And will no longer cover her slain. See, God is about to judge, and he comes with the judgment with a storm. 
So what I want to ask you today, are you prepared for the coming storm? Oh, not out of fear, not to arouse you to be afraid emotionally or get anxious, but to move us to be prepared spiritually for what God must do to once again bring revival and realign the heart of this nation with the heart of God. Are you prepared and is your safe place ready? Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.